This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> there we go, guys. Ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. That is not how our intro is going to go. We were just testing it out here tonight, so we'll have a lot more for you when it comes to that. But nevertheless, ah, we are live. It's going to be a fantastic show here tonight Rafino's rant if you miss the Rafino and Joe show we will talk a little bit about here tonight Jalen Carter and a little bit of Marcus Freeman we won't stick long on that uh, but more we'll talk because I couldn't dive into a lot of it last night after the LSU victory over Texas more on John Jancic and Bob Diego uh, John Jancic already out on the recruiting trail hitting it on all cylinders so we'll touch a little bit more on that here tonight. Matt Trent joins us at 7.30. You know how that's going to go. We talk baseball. We talk football. Spring camp is right around the corner. 
some things that we want to see. Maybe the impact of Aaron Anderson possibly being out uh, for a little while during the spring. And uh, uh, Brian Kelly announced, uh, at least through Michael Bonnet to the media today, as we got the email of some spring dates for uh, spring football, which will start in eight days on March the 9th. We will be out there. So March 9th and March the 10th, the Tigers will suit up and get ready for spring ball. LSU baseball weekend preview. We'll talk some baseball, obviously, with Matt, uh, but we'll talk about it here as well here tonight. And the Lady Tigers go to the SEC tournament. We'll preview them as well. And we won't be doing uh, a show tomorrow uh, as it's my wife's birthday. Shout out to my wife, Megan. I probably should say something or sing publicly like I want to sing, but it'd make her really embarrassed. So let me just say this. Uh, Happy birthday to my loving wife, Megan Tragel Rafino tomorrow. So tomorrow, what I want you all to do, go on the Facebook, go on Twitter, go on Instagram, and tell my beautiful wife, happy, happy birthday. So we won't be, we'll be off tomorrow. We'll do a couple shows this weekend uh, as well. So a lot of fun stuff uh, that we're getting into. Uh, let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Jacob Wiggins on YouTube says, let's freaking go. I agree with him. I agree with him. Let's freaking go, y'all. Let's freaking go. Uh, this old vet. This old vet says, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Yeah, we need to do that. Pooh Bear, I don't have it. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe I do. All right. Pooh Bear just texted it to you. For some reason, Pooh Bear got kicked out of our service. So you can't do a show without producers. <laughs> uh, that's why the intro did did the way he did, because I'm not I'm not used to doing all that stuff. All right. So Pooh Bear's gonna be in here with us. Uh Jeff says, any of y'all going to be at the box Friday night? Y'all let Jeff know if y'all going to Alex Box on Friday uh, as they take on the Butler Bulldogs. Tyler Townsend says, let's go. How is everybody doing? We're doing good here tonight. Andrew Paul's Hub Martin says, I'm he- I'm here for the verbal baptism of Marcus Freeman. We will start off the show uh with that. Uh yeah. More people throwing in. This old vet says happy birthday to Megan. Jacob Wiggins says happy birthday to Megan. Lucy B says happy birthday to Megan. Yeah, y'all do that tomorrow. Make me look like a fantastic husband. Do me a favor. I've I've asked a lot of you guys sometimes, but none bigger than you giving me the outright brownie points by telling my wife happy birthday tomorrow. She is a twin, so I guess you could technically – tell the both of them (laughs) um but nevertheless uh y'all do that for me all right we do got a lot to get into i do have to recoup a little bit i'm coming off an emotional high uh absolutely baptizing marcus freeman and joe DeLeon, my other co-host um just a moment ago uh but we'll we will lead off to that we will definitely lead off with that um roderick says happy birthday Uh, Jacob says, get that mofo, Blake. He ain't ready. (laughs) 
Marcus Freeman put his foot in his mouth. He put his foot in his mouth. Jeff says, you got to take care of Mama Blake. Need a hall pass to go fishing this weekend. We are going fishing this weekend. We are going fishing this weekend. I've taken my son, Ben, the first time that he is going to be able to go fishing. Me, him, and my dad are going fishing. Um, he's extremely excited. He's really pumped up. I just really hope he catches some fish. <laughs> uh, uh, Ken says, Charlie Strong to Blama. What y'all say? Uh, I did not see that. I did not see that. But if it if that is true, um, I'm looking for it. But I guess we can look for it. I mean, it's par for the course. I mean, that's a strong hire, pun intended. Um, yeah, it started when the show took over. So Charlie Strong has been hired as a defensive analyst at the University of Alabama. How about that? Strong, uh, Strong was obviously the linebackers coach and co uh, co-coordinator last year with Kevin Steele um, in Miami. So. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, Penn Jones with a $19.99 Super Chat, he says, for Megan's birthday. That's what I like to hear. We're going to eat supper on Saturday. Yeah, we're doing it big, man. We're doing it big. Yeah, that news must have broke while we were in the Rafino and Joe show, so I, I did miss that. Rob Boudreaux says, how is your dad, Blake? Didn't uh, he go through a fire a while back? Yeah, his house got burned down. Truck got burned down, uh, and he had heart surgery, <laughs> all in a three-week span. So <clears throat> he's doing good, uh, Rob. I appreciate you asking. You're doing doing much much better. He's much more alive now since the heart surgery, and I guess near death can can do that to you, you know, um, on, on multiple ends. Tyler Townsend says, "Freshwater or salt, like freshwater." We're not taking him saltwater fishing yet. No, what, dude? He is too rambunctious. Um, she, he is too rambunctious to take him out on a boat right now. I, it makes me nervous as hell. My fat ass can't swim. I sink. Shit, I can swim. I'm just saying. You know, I just don't. Not yet. He's not. I don't think he's old enough yet. Now, now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I just would feel com more comfortable his first time being in the in the fresh water. That's just my opinion. All right, last one, then we'll get rolling. Jason Brumfield says, make sure to get your popcorn ready. Um, yeah. Pooh Bear says, play as float. Shit. I, then I ain't no player. My fat ass going to sink all the way down Lake Pontchartrain this hoe. Shit. <laughs> uh, Tyler says, I know what you mean. I have a three-year-old myself. Yeah, I, you just, you can't. It's and Tyler, you know, dude, it's March 1st. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been out on, uh, on the river or lake lately. I mean, <clears throat> I talked to a buddy the other day. He was like, Blake, there's no way you can bring Ben out here. Like, there's just no way. I'm like, all right. So, I mean, I I, I asked. Um, my, one of my buddies does, like, when, what do you call that, poo? Like, fishing charters, I guess is what it's called. Um, he's like, no way. <laughs> no way. He's like, I'll take you. But don't bring your son. <laughs> and he said it in the nicest way possible. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Everybody listen on Facebook. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Stop what you're doing. Hit that like button right now. Stop. Don't Just do it. Hit the like button. Hit the share. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, 
like, subscribe, notification bell. We have, I, I try to tell people we are trying to get to the 5,000 subscriber mark. We're trying to give away $200. We're closing in on 1,000 on the Rafino and Joe show. So go subscribe to both. Hit the notification bell uh, and subscribe button. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, Sirius XM, tune in, rate us there as well. We appreciate you doing that. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, gmvarnoandsons.com. We return in a minute. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. No, you're not. As the LSU Tigers took you down last night, nine uh, three to zero, with Gavin Dugas hitting an absolute moonshot, an absolute moonshot in the left center, and the Tigers would go and win. Okay, let's waste no time. Uh, Blaze Ledet says, Dan Blake, three minutes in between Rafino and Joe Show and AYS. He's got a whole new wardrobe on. No, I don't. It's the same thing I wore. <laughs> I, I, I changed my hat when I was defending LSU versus the Notre Dame man. But no, it's the same attire, just a different hat. <clears throat> just a different hat. All right. We got to get into something. We got to get into something. Okay. Because I, 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 we're getting to a point where it just is what it is. Marcus Freeman. So let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Marcus Freeman, the other day, was on a podcast or show. I don't even really know what it's called or who 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 does it. I know that ND Recruiting is the one that tweeted out the video. But nevertheless, Marcus Freeman was talking about recruiting, and he said this. He said that, and he was talking about like, hey, I was talking to Coach Brian Kelly when I came on at Notre Dame when he was the head coach, and I was out and recruiting. He says, Coach, Coach Kelly, you wouldn't have even talked to some of these kids a couple of years ago. He is from the inner city, or he comes from the inner city. And the way in the structure that Marcus Freeman the other day characterized Brian Kelly recruiting, let me just tell you this. The top four stories on Notre Dame websites were about Brian Kelly, okay? 
So something's got to give. Marcus Freeman, in my opinion, had a really tough year one. They responded well. They finished well. They had some good wins. They beat South Carolina in a bowl game. Sounds good. But Marcus Freeman here in this in this legitimate comment, in this statement, is throwing Brian Kelly underneath the bus. And then I really don't understand what he means by, Coach, he's from the inner city. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about who in the states and the cities that Brian Kelly recruited in and got kids to commit to the University of Notre Dame and where they're from since he didn't coach in the inner city until Marcus Freeman got there. Three guys from St. Louis, Missouri. Four guys from Atlanta, from the greater, either greater or Atlanta, Georgia, in the deep south of Atlanta, Georgia. Logan Diggs from New Orleans. One, uh, one player from Chicago, Illinois. Two players from Jackson, Mississippi. Two players from Compton, California. Now, I've never been to California outside of L.A. and being there in the airport. Like, I haven't toured really California. I hadn't really been to it. I haven't been, like, deep in L.A. But two kids from Compton. Now, my pop culture references would would lead me to believe that that would be the inner city. I mean, maybe I'm wrong there, but straight out of Compton. Mother Effers named Ice Cube. You know, like, things like that 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 remind me that Compton may be the inner city. And Fort Wayne, Indiana, that per capita is one of the more dangerous places in Indiana. My my point is, is that every single month, every single week, it feels like there's always something to do with Brian Kelly and something that he did wrong. Now, what is it? What Brian, what Marcus Freeman would go on to say is, is that I want good quality kids to fit academic standards, but we got to have better players to play. And that was not done on the last administration. So when Brian Kelly was there, Marcus Freeman is confirming one big thing. He slips up. You want to know why ultimately, and now you have the current Notre Dame head coach talking about this on an open podcast of why Brian Kelly leans and comes to LSU. Guys, it's simply due to the nature of that you were holding, holding him back. Marcus Freeman just got held back. He wanted to hire Andy Ludwig from Utah. They wouldn't let him do it because they're cheap. I guess during COVID and during the pandemic and everything that was been going on in the United States, the Catholic Church hadn't been giving money in the collection plate to Notre Dame, even though that's false because they just built a new, like what I saw this on Twitter, a new like chandelier, whatever in the hell inside their church at, at Notre Dame. But don't label and don't say that Brian Kelly refused and didn't and wouldn't go inside the inner city when literally you went and got Kyle Hamilton out of Atlanta, Georgia. He did that, not you, Marcus Freeman. He went into New Orleans and got Logan Diggs. He went out to Compton. I wonder if he met MFers named Ice Cube when he did that. He went to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And by the way, he went into Chicago, Illinois and got kids. So don't spare me, spare me some of the things that you're trying to accuse him of not doing. You're not better at recruiting than Brian Kelly is. Two recruiting classes tell us that. 
Or what you're saying is, is that Notre Dame and their blue blood ways are not going to ever catch up to the 21st century. Now, that's fine. You haven't won a national title in the 21st century. That's also fine with me. The last time that you won a national title was over 32 years ago, 33 years ago, or 30. Four years ago, actually, to be exact, or close to it, 33 years ago, whatever it is. You have not been relevant. Brian Kelly was the guy that brought you back to relevancy. Brian Kelly was the guy that got you back to 10 wins, 11 wins, playoff appearances, national championship appearances, not anybody else. And then you're constantly going back over and over and over and over and over and over again and trying to shit on a coach that did what to you exactly? They did what to you exactly? Notre Dame people and fans and media, the Rudy Pooh media that they have up there will tell you, oh, it's not a shot at Brian Kelly. It's a shot at the administration. Bullshit. It's a shot at him. And quite honestly, we got to get to a point in the situation where y'all got to move on. Stop taking these pot shots. And then people are like, you know, I, I see people in the chat all the time coming after me talking about, Blake, why are you constantly talking about this? Well, you got a power five head coach, a power five head coach at Notre Dame, no less, Notre freaking Dame saying this about Brian Kelly, the former coach. What gives? See, I understand that this is banter and this is the technical offseason. It's not the offseason. It doesn't matter when Marcus Freeman would have said that. It doesn't matter that it's the offseason he said it. It doesn't matter that now he said it or, or now that he said it in the offseason or if he would have said it in the regular season. It does not matter when he says it. It's newsworthy. You know, I, I, I get to a point where where is some of the outrage that Brian Kelly receives? That's on that should be on Marcus Freeman. I will I, I tell people this all the time. It is literally one of the staples that we build the AYS foundation on when it comes to really not just football but all sports. Being a blue blood in any sport means absolute dog manure when the ball is kicked off. When you when you when the jump ball is in basketball, when the first pitch is thrown in baseball, it does not matter that you are a blue blood when the game is tipped off. It just doesn't. And you can blame whoever you want. The truth of it is the damn truth is that everybody has their flaws. Every program has their flaws. LSU for let's call it what it is. Okay. You know, and I know deep down, there have been times where LSU has been a little bit of a train wreck. Ed Orswine comes to mind. Sharon Lewis and her falsehoods and her lies and her deceit is another. Title IX is another. Darius Geis is another. Ed Orgeron and the BLM protests that the players led is another. There are so many issues that LSU has had. Okay, but at its core and at its foundation, LSU is a top five, if not top three program and job in the country. At any given moment, it is a sleeping giant no matter how you want to slice it or dice it. LSU has had to face that problem. 
LSU did face that problem. Due process played out in Sharon Lewis. She lied. Here's the truth. Sharon Lewis lied. Okay? Are some of the things that she possibly put in there true? Cute. Cute. Sounds good. But they threw it out of federal court because you lied and then made you pay restitution. Where's the Title IX investigation? Where's the stuff going on with Will Wade? Ed Orgeron's been fired, so we don't really have that problem anymore. Sometimes programs have to face the toughness in the mirror and say to themselves, okay, we have an issue. You do it to your in your own individual lives every single day. To Notre Dame, you need to look yourself in the mirror and understand being a blue blood means absolutely nothing when the Marshall Thundering Herd are coming over to Indiana and kicking your ass. It means nothing when you fly out to Palo Alto and you get your absolute teeth kicked in by Stanford and David Shaw. It means nothing. You're not a per, you're not one of the biggest programs. You're not one of the biggest brands. The biggest brands are the ones that go out there and win. You haven't been relevant without Brian Kelly, and quite honestly, you're not relevant right now. You had multiple five stars go to other blue blood programs other than you. Kenan Kaylee went to Alabama, Peyton Bowens at Oklahoma. You couldn't hold on to him because you are Notre Dame. At some point, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, quite honestly, I suck. That's where I said. Brandon Reese says it's 35 years ago. Notre Dame hasn't won a title. What have they won? What have they won? Nothing. They're not a relevant program. You know, you got people going on the Crane and Company with beards and fat cheeks. No, Paul's poo. I'm talking about these cheeks, not the other cheeks. Saying that LSU's a dumpster fire. Meanwhile, you're getting your absolute shit run in and your buttholes caved in. Now I could say Paul's. By the Marshall Thundering Herd. Meanwhile, Brian Kelly does not respond to any of that. Oh, and Brian, by the way, Brian Kelly did warn Notre Dame about this. You're restricting me too much in recruiting. I can't win a national title with the talent that you allow me to have. Sometimes you need dudes on your roster. Sometimes you got to have bad boys on your roster. What made Miami so great? They had dudes that just didn't give a shit. You need some of those dudes on your team. Now, today's news with Jalen Carter, that's not what I'm talking about. Jalen Carter is not in that scenario. Now, if you want my thoughts on that, just go over to the Rafino Joe show and listen to it. You'll get a lot. You will literally get, uh, if you've never been to law school, I damn near gave you a law school review, law school 101. Go listen to it if you're intrigued. But at some point, Notre Dame fans and media and everybody's got to wake the fuck up. All right.
Let me pull up this email. Let's transition to football. Then we're going to talk a lot of baseball with Matt Trent. He's joining us uh, in three minutes. Um, Michael Bonnet sent this to this the media today. So let me just read this off uh, for you guys. So Michael Bonnet uh, released via Brian Kelly that he that Brian Kelly's looking to build off the last year's ten win season. LSU returns to practice next week when the Tigers opening drills on March night. So LSU did announce uh, the dates. Um, for the 2023 LSU spring practices, March 9th, 10th, 21st, 23rd, 25th, and 30th. And in April, April 1st, 4th, 6th, which I won't be able to go to both of those, 11th, 14th, 15th, 18th, 20th, and the spring game on the 22nd. Pro Day will be March the 29th. Coaches Clinic, April 13th through the 15th. And the keynote speaker on the 13th through the 15th is none other other than Tiger All-American Booger McFarlane, uh, who will be inside of Baton Rouge and will be able to uh, talk to him, I believe, uh, when he's here. Trying to get him on the show. uh, I I reached out to him. We kind of conversated um, on that. So I'm looking forward to possibly getting him back, uh, back uh, back talking to us. Here, if you're a really, really old school guy, he called into the show one time and it was a whole cluster, but that was a long, long time ago. So listen, let me just say this in reference to, in reference to, um, spring football, there are a couple things that I think about when we talk about John Jancic and Bob, Bob Dieco getting hired Yesterday, Jancic's already out on the recruiting trail and hitting it pretty hard. Guys, it's pretty foolish to say that you hired a, a coach like that's been a defensive coordinator in the SEC who doesn't pretty much know his way around, somewhat around recruiting. I like that he's doing that. You'll get spring. You have a massive weekend this upcoming weekend, and LSU is literally not done in the transfer portal um, when it comes to a couple of guys, I know that Jancic is a little involved in some of all of this. When you literally are out here uh, doing official visits um, for guys like Mason Lunsford, who will be here this weekend as he comes from, I don't, I don't know that airport, but he kind of posted it, which is kind of a little silly. But he'll be here on March the 3rd and will spend the entire weekend. So, so Lunsford, is a guy out of Maryland um, who is going to be – is it Maryland? I'm pretty sure it's Maryland. Yeah, out of Maryland who played for them. That uh, was a class of 2023 that a lot of people are, are high on with a lot of offers, and he will be in town this weekend too. So he can see how LSU's prepping for uh, opening of spring practice. A lot of those guys are back in the building, and we will obviously talk about the details of what we see. In there, some key notes so far. Some key notes so far. Some of them are, number one, Aaron Anderson, it looks to be out at least for half of the spring. And so with Aaron Anderson being out half the spring, you're going to see what some of these young wide receivers can do. What can Jalen Brown do? I think that that's a big addition. I, I told you this last week, and I'll continue to tell you this. Omar Spates from Oregon State. Did Pooh, did you see this the other day? Bench 405 seven times. A linebacker. A linebacker. A linebacker. 
That's like when Matt Trent does at Orange Theory. Benches mad weights. Nevertheless, I think it's a Matt, we're going to have a really good spring. We'll talk to Matt about football at the end uh, and these spring practices. I think it's set up perfectly. I think you have enough time. You separate it over two months. You got guys engaged for two months. I think it's a really good thing. It's the exact same thing that LSU did last year. Hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If you won the SEC West last year, why are you going to change anything? We will literally be out there for all of that. So I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. Let's get to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Matthew H. Trent. Matthew Hubert Trent. And I can confirm he does have another team's. So, so if you don't know, Matt, every time that he's a guest on AYS, which he's going to hopefully be here every week during baseball season, wears a different team's uh, attire. So I can confirm that he's done that here again tonight. All right, let's talk about a good friend, Kevin Falls, over at State Farm. We're back in 45 seconds. Matt Trent, WBRC. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. You know, it's so funny and ironic. We play that soundbite from Sam Ellinger every time we come into the show or, or we come out of a break. And you know what's funny about that, uh, Matt, last night? Horns down as Gavin Dugas absolutely tees off on a 94-mile-an-hour fastball and sends it into orbit. My God, what a game. I'm really upset because I tweeted out after that game, the eyes of Gavin Dugas are upon you. Because the eyes of a ranger are upon you. And I thought, like, it just it just came to me. Uh, I, tweeted it, it, I tweeted it out, got no love. Hold got on. No love. First off, first off, first off, I'm going to find this tweet right now. Okay? I, I, I did because everybody was, everybody was tweeting out, like, oh, you know, his eyesight's great. And, oh, you know, God bless Gavin Dugas. Like, what can I tweet that trolls Texas and ties it in um, to Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah, or no, or just like Texas in general. And then I was like, he's had eye surgery, his eyesight's better. Texas's like fight song is the eyes of Texas are upon you. And then I was like, there it is. Got okay, no well, I just retweeted it. I hope it gets some serious love. That is. Let me just tell you something. So there's four things that you so Matt, you've come on the show, give or take, you know, over what how what since 2020? So what three yeah. years? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, happy anniversary on our friendship. Um, never <laughs> by the way, you didn't text me back when I told you happy friendship day. Anywho, wait, 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 when was that? 
Oh, like two weeks ago, I said, hey, man, just want to let you know this is the first time we met because you called me in WBRZ studio. And I said, look, man, look what happened. And we actually, I took you out to lunch that same day. We went to Jason's Deli when the guy tried to kill me, remember? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but do do people know the genesis of our friendship? Like that whole story? Because that's I don't funny. know. I, I, because because here, here's the funny thing about that oh, story. Oh, God. Are we going to? No, the, no, I just think it's funny because I – so I got here in summer of 2019 and, like, walked into, obviously, the best college football season ever. And I think it was – yeah, it was during the spring or it was, like, during spring football or something. And that – because when did, when did you start AYS? Technically in 2017, but that year my mom was going through like cancer and stuff like okay. that. Okay, stop doing the videos. So full time putting out a show consistently every day, 2019, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was like you know every so often I would scroll through Twitter and I would see your videos. I would see your your Rufino's rants and stuff, and I was like. I like this. This is different. This is, look, it's boisterous. It's uh, obnoxious. It's loud. But it, but it makes sense. No, it does. It makes sense. I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, it makes sense. And then I was like, you know, it's going to be a slow day. I was looking at the week on my calendar, and I was like, it's going to be a slow day on Sunday or whatever. I was like, let me hit this dude up and see if he wants to come on and talk, you know, LSU football, spring football, going into the offseason, you know, the fall, whatever. And I I think I DM'd you, didn't I? I DM'd you. I was like, hey, man, you know, like I've been uh, – I see your stuff all the time. Like, would you want to come on? And you thought I was lying. You were like you, – you told me, you were like, yeah, I texted three or four different people like, hey, this dude at WBRZ is emailing me and DMing me saying <laughs> – Hey, you, you know, it, it, it was like, Matt, I, you know, it's like Drake said, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. So oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say no new friends. That's what I thought. Oh, you were no, no, no. Say. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm like, Hey man, you know, a lot of people around the LSU beat don't like me probably because they think that I could steal their girls, but nevertheless, nevertheless, they had been so mean to me when you had DM me, I'm like, dude, everybody in Baton Rouge hates me already. So I was like, Hey, okay. You know? Oh, and by the way, you know, they got mad at me because I broke the Bo Pelini story, and Derek, I'll tell the story now. Derek Panamski called me and told me I was wrong, and I, I sent him a screenshot of the text message I got and said, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's not the first time he's been wrong on something. <laughs> uh, Derek Panamski literally couldn't make a ham sandwich. <laughs> but but it was funny because, I, you know, I was just like, Hey man, why don't you why don't you just like come on, let's hang out and you know talk football and stuff and it. But I, I you also got think two that, weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How great was that? That was before the UCLA opener. You were like, everybody's making fun of LSU football and Ed Orgeron. You got two weeks, all right? Because we're coming for that ass, all right? We're well, coming. I, I think I need to be forgiven for that one because <laughs> the next like six months I would be out of my house. And I just, I would just like after that game, like randomly all across the internet, you would see that. You, you would see that, like, oh, you got two weeks. Like, yeah, oh. it, it, it kind of went LSU viral, is what I call it. <laughs> all right, let's get into some baseball here, Matt. Um, 
look, I will be um I will be honest with you. I there are a lot of things that I think are concerning with this team. Okay. okay. The strikeouts last night, I thought were, were it's tough. I mean, man, of the 27 outs that you get, 16 of them that LSU got last night were via the strikeout. Nevertheless, I think in baseball, and you played the game collegiately, some nights you're just going to have that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I could also make the argument the best two arms that you've seen all year yes. you've struggled with. Yes. Here's the thing for me that I knew – look, the bats are going to heat up. Dylan Cruz is going to get going. Tommy Tanks is going to get going. Guys will get going as the weather heats up. I wanted to see how this bullpen responded when you're tied and you're late into the innings and you got to get out. Matt, I will just tell you, Nate Alkenhausen is a dude. Yeah. He, is an, he is a filthy dude. That changeup last night, did you hear the broadcast – the broadcast said on the measurements that they they couldn't put it up on the screen for whatever reason. They legitimately said that his changeup was dropping for the point of release to where it ended in the glove around, on average, 13 inches. 13 inches, Matt. That is ridiculous. That's not, I mean, that's that that's that's insane. From a left, especially from a left-hander, like that's that's nuts. I will I will say with the strikeout thing because that is the one thing because what was it it was like fourteen or fifteen against Iowa on Saturday yeah, it was 15. like some some wild and then last yeah because you, you left know, you had fifteen strikeouts and fifteen runners left on base against Iowa yeah it was the exact same so it was like it, it was wild there but you know I I I I'll be totally honest like full disclosure I I did not watch a lot of the Iowa game I did not lot watch a lot of Sam Houston cuz I was off this weekend and I was doing other stuff but just looking at the box score like the Brett kid who you know, all reports are saying he's going to be a first rounder next year like great I mean he walked eight dudes <laughs> I mean he gave and got ejected he, he gave LSU like a chance that they just couldn't capitalize on. No doubt. And then, and then last night you face a good arm. I Man, think that, that kid was really good. LeBaron Jones. LeBaron Jones. And that's the thing is like you can look at that a lot of different ways. If this was last year, I would have been like dudes have a terrible approach. You know, all the same things that you log on to Twitter and see Monday morning quarterbacks saying, like, oh, you dude's got a bad approach. He's up there trying to do this. He doesn't have a plan. With this year's team, I just really think that they just run into some really good arms. And, like, in a midweek – first off, before we get – first off, the fact that that game last night was not televised on a national network and everybody had to go on a mother-flipping Longhorn network, which, by the way, is probably kaput – when Texas goes well, to the ESPN SEC. announced ESPN did announce that once they come into the SEC next year, the Longhorn Network is done. Thank God, because for the past uh-huh. probably close to a decade, that network has been hemorrhaging money anyway. So it's like probably one of those things where it's like, great, thank God we get a clean break, get the hell out of here. That is a joke. It is a joke. And it really it's all like I hate to give AM any credit. That network was solely formed. Because AM went to the SEC. A hundred percent. It was like a okay, you guys took your ball and went home. We're gonna have something that's gonna be equally, if not better, than the SEC network. And that worked out perfect. Terrible. 
Well, I, I will tell you this. I, I did think that they had a good call. I thought they were extremely fair. Like, I, yeah. I forget, like there was a great call last night. I like those guys, you know. Yeah, no, I'm but, not. I'm but, not talking about. I'm no, not talking I know, about but I, but I was just, I was just getting to say in that you gotta, Matt. Tell me if I'm. Let me tell you why I love college baseball more than MLB, and I'm a diehard Yankees fan, dude. I just don't show it on these shows or, or Italian. It's an Italian thing. I can't, look if my grandpa would roll over in his grave if I wasn't a Yankee fan. Let me just tell you this, please. Okay. Last night is why I love college athletics and college sports more than I love some of the stuff in regular season. Last night was a playoff college World Series type atmosphere. And look, I will give it to Texas. I I trash them a lot because I think that they're naive and cocky and all this kind of stuff. The one thing that I got to give the state of Texas, they will show up and show out. Matt, it was sold out last night. Standing room only. My buddy that was in my we- in my wedding was at the game last night. He goes, Blake, we were here an hour and a half earlier, like before yeah. the game, because I wanted to see infield get. But like what you're seeing on TV right now, it was like that when we walked in. Okay, yeah. like I'll give him that. But Matt, it was just LSU had to find a way. And I will be honest, like what Paul Skeens happened last Friday night to him. I like that this team is seeing adversity early in the season so yeah. that you can find out what dudes that you got. And you found one in Ackenhausen, and let's call it what it is. Christian Little has look, been lights out. Look, I know that at the beginning of the year, I, I had him penciled into the weekend rotation. You did. If he, if he stays right there in that eighth or ninth inning spot, I'm fine. I Leave him there. He has been – Diabolical, diabolical. What a word! What a word. But but th- but too like Blake, and I know like I have also been you know the the founder and the president of the Thatcher Heard fan club. Last last night impressed me for two reasons. Um, number one, the first inning was brutal. You know, you walk two, and then you got to get the line out uh, to Jordan Thompson to get an inning, and you know that's one of those ones where it's like, okay, well if that doesn't happen. You know, what does the first inning look like? But then from then on, he cruised. He not only cruised, he did it, like you said, in a sellout environment, hostile environment, on the road, against a against a perennial power. I know Texas isn't ranked, but they're I mean, they've gone to Omaha what? Back to back. What two two of the last four years? I was gonna say I was gonna say two of the last three, but two of the last four years, whatever. So you do that against that program in that environment. And I really think that this is going to sound crazy, but I really think that like pitching in that environment versus pitching at the box against Southern, they're two totally different atmospheres. Yeah. He Bro, showed no, out. That, that was Mardi Gras Tuesday. It, 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 there, were, there were fans there. It's always a big game when you have in, in town, you know, rivals, no one cared. Like, no one was there with the same intensity that they would have been if that was, you know, flip the flip the tables if Texas was at the box on a Tuesday. Oh, they would have canceled. They would have postponed to next. They would change. They would have changed Mardi Gras dates. Like, that is just a, such a great environment. And I really felt like with Southern, 
look, I don't know what the conversations have been between him and Jay Johnson, but he, but, but from what Jay has said, he has got stuff to quote unquote work on. I don't know if that's his health. I don't know if that's control. I don't know if that's well, it's got to be control, right? I mean, he's throwing I mean, it is. a lot of balls. Yeah, but right. I, I don't know specifically what it is, but you could tell against Southern he's thinking. You, you could just tell. You could just tell when he's out there throwing, he's like throwing and not pitching, okay? Last night he got up there after that first hand and said, screw it. Here's 95 where I want it, and if you can hit it, great, but if not and it misses – Come back with a cutter. I'm going to come back with a big league breaking ball. Screw it. Whatever. Well, and, and, Matt, the only hit that he gave up after that was when the leadoff batter, number 30, hit the ball. Remember, he was on the knee and hit one over Joe Bear's head. You mm-hmm. know what? It's, in baseball, sometimes you just got to tip your cap and say, good good job, bud. You yeah. Know, like- I, I think – to me, what it looked like is that Thatcher Hurd just said, I'm going to stop thinking and I'm going to throw because if you've been a pitcher at any level, that happens. You get worried about – it's kind of like a golf swing. You get out there and you think about, okay, is my takeaway good? Where's my hands? If you just go out there and be athletic and just let your athleticism take over, that nine times out of ten works better than sitting here thinking about every single path of your biometric – biomechanical whatever and just throw the throw the baseball and he did that that was fantastic it was just and the defense like again too so this is i was literally just about to to put that because you were talking about him getting in jams to some extent in the bottom of the third he had a walk it was then the ground ball double play to short whereas the six four three jordan thompson had to go a pretty far little distance to get there, and he's playing lights out right now. He did it in the first two. Not hearing a lot of Jordan Thompson haters now, are we? No, and Matt, here's another thing. Now, I get that Jordan, that Trey Morgan, you know, like when he's rounding third, he gets halfway there and he starts stumbling, and then he gets up and then he goes or whatever. Like, I, you know, he's the one that had the single to drive in the first run that probably should have been the first run. Like, mm-hmm. he's playing really good. And defensively, I, you want – I mean, you're just doing really good right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, too, like um, the Napole kid. Oh, I, I Look, I don't – I honest to God, I don't give a shit what his batting average is. If he makes plays like he did on the bunt and, – and that's the thing. It's like, again, I can't stress this enough. He can play third. He can probably play short if they need to. He can play second. I'm not even, um, you know, no, outside of my – that I'm outside my mind that he can play first or outfield. Like he is just that type of dude. And, and he's barreling up so many balls too, that the hits are going to come. But dude, the defense is so good. And the deep too, like I always love when Jordan Thompson makes a play and I just kind of log on to Twitter and just do, I just search Jordan Thompson. It's like, Oh yeah, great play, man. And then I, and I go that same account and scroll back. Like six months ago, Jordan Thompson sucks. Get him out of here. He sucks. All right, dude. All right, you you let, let's put it this way: you play shortstop, probably one of the one of two positions that in center field where you need to have some of your best athletes, and you play with a bum knee. Well, some not of y'all, some me, of y'all he had torn. He had a torn ligament that he played through, and I will tell you with the MCL, 
all that is, but like they don't do surgery on your MCL. Like it'll reconnect itself. It's how the MCL works. To, at least how it's explained to me. I'm not a freaking doctor, Matt. Do you, I don't think people understand. Like, I go and get this knee drained, my left knee that I've had multiple cert, you know, multiple things done on. Okay, but the bottom line is, it hurts to all giving hell, especially when you're moving to the side of the knee that it that you're planning on. Okay, bro, it hurts I, like a son of a bitch. Bro, I had my let's see, put I that out there. Left, I had my left uh I had my left knee scoped in my junior year. I had like I had uh during like a conditioning exercise, I had my kneecap displaced in a in a piece oh, of cartilage. And a piece of cartilage broke off and slid under my kneecap. Okay. Dang. So I had so I had to go, get, and it's like not a big deal. Like I could walk, but I was in pain. Like it, it was stabbing pain. So I got it scoped, like very minimally invasive surgery. Very minimally invasive. Dude, I had to like learn how to run again. And I, I don't, know. I'm a pitcher. Like I don't even run. I just run for, you know, conditioning. Well, I'm not. Well, well Matt, in his, in, in his case, okay, like imagine running the bases. Imagine, that's, imagine having to get to a base where you got to plant with that knee. Well, that's the thing is like, and especially if it's on the MCL, that's the lateral movement. It, you, the shortstop goes exactly. The shortstop will go lateral way more times than he will go back and forward. No doubt. No, and he had to be in excruciating pain. I but, thought he played exceptionally great last night. You know what? Uh, you know what worries me though. I know you talk about the strikeouts, and I'm just going to push back. Oh, just a little. Let me tell you what worried me. The fourth inning, tanks. Remember the tanks line drive in the left, and the the yeah. double that he had. This was the next five at bats, six at bats. Strikeout, 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 strikeout. Hit my pitch. Okay. If they, if, if LeBaron Johnson was not in the ninety to ninety five pitch mark, Matt, we're in trouble. I, I always okay. It's hard for me in moments like this to kind of, um, not rat. Well, yeah, kind of rationalize a take because let's put it this way: when we would play, when we would play midweek games, they're always out of conference. They're always against teams that are you normally think that are right at your level or below, you know, we would play UVA every once in a while and we'd get our butts whipped and then come back home and the next week and play William Talking and Mary. About we at Richmond just to get right, some right. You know, we, William and Mary, like terrible, you know, like Longwood, terrible. Show Brady's team like that. How dare you? Yeah. Well, well, that's my point being is like <laughs> their midweek starters were like 86 to 87. Okay, with like a Bugs Bunny curveball and like maybe a changeup, you know, it's not ninety-five to ninety-eight. And and look, like I told you before, everybody on LSU's midweek schedule is going to be that starting starting pitcher outside of Tech. Maybe Tech, maybe UL might have a have a dude or two. <clears throat> and I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, but I'm SEC, you see that every day." Well, they hit better in the SEC. They hit a bit against better pitching. That's just been every, their thing. Every, every dude is a midweek starter for a reason. For a reason. He's either working on stuff. 
He's either right there on the brink, like Thatcher heard of being in the weekend rotation, and he needs to fine tune some things or needs to get more innings to solidify. Or injured and has to fight his way back. That's right. my point. And then like bullpen dudes, hey, you know, either you want to get some dudes work in that aren't going to pitch, or maybe some guys that haven't pitched in a while that you know you're going to use in the weekend. You throw them in there for an inning or two, but like. I'm watching that LeBaron kid last night, and I'm going, this is this is like, this is Paul Skeens out here in the midweek on a Tuesday. Like, this is nuts. This is insane. And I also think that that's just the, the college baseball game. Dude, 10, 10 12 years ago, you, you, ain't see, you, ain't see, you ain't seeing that on the weekend. You're not even seeing it. Forget the midweek. You ain't seeing ninety-five to ninety-eight and can locate a slider in a in a cutter for guys like Christian Little and Thatcher Hurd's cutter. Fifteen years ago, dudes didn't throw that in college. Get out of my face with that! He didn't throw that on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, you're just throwing ninety-eight and then a cutter that comes in there. Get out of my face! No one's doing that fifteen years ago. No one's doing that. I, let's put it this, I didn't even know what like what a cutter was until I got to college. I knew Mariano Rivera had one. Didn't know what it looked like. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. I, I get what you're saying, but I, but even though you're seeing that, you also have top-notch guys that you're supposed to have in the top of the lineup. You're supposed to have the number one overall pick who can't barrel up Matt. The truth is, I know he went five for six against Sam Houston. Iowa and uh, Kansas State, he really had trouble barreling things up, okay? Tommy Tanks can't get going. So my, my point is, I'm with you on that. So let me – it's like I don't know how to phrase this. Like I agree with you, but to play the devil's advocate, if you will, I guess, like it's not like you don't have dudes to the plate either. Like you got no, dudes you now. Now, now let me, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, well, I'm just saying, like, and I know this is not the case with LSU, but so oftentimes, like, with midweek dudes, again, there's just, depending on the program, depending on who you're facing, there's just sometimes you don't have a lot of information on a guy. Now, this day and age, you you know, if the dude has a bowel movement, you know when it was, how Right, because they probably was, tweeted or, about it. Right, what it is. Like, this day and age, that's not – but there are sometimes when you run up against a guy, it's like I—I I mean, I got—I got he's eighty-eight to ninety, and then he comes out and he's ninety-four to ninety-seven. Like that happens. Doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. But again, I'm with you. That's not an excuse because you've got, like in that lineup, you've got a couple top ten round picks. Well, and you've got I, the number I, one. I can make the argument. I think that I can make the argument. Based off what Gavin Duga outside of last season because he was injured, if he continues on the track that he's on, Matt, if he has two seasons and two seasons in college, I know that he's an older player, he's twenty two, but if he has two seasons in college where he hits over fifteen home runs, he's going to be a, a top ten round pick. I don't think that you can make that, you know, especially too, Matt, the way that he's playing defense. Okay, yeah. I think he's playing at a really high level. Then you got Trey Morgan. Are you going to try to convince me of that? Dylan Cruz, Tommy Tanks, we already know. Let me ask you this, and I'll, let me ask you this though, very quickly, just yes or no. Do you think we see Paul Skeens take a uh, take a hit at or taking it bad at all? I mean, because last night 
if you're going to hit pitch hit for for anybody, if you're going to do anything, why not let Paul Skeens take a bat? I wouldn't in that situation. I wouldn't throw Paul Skeens just because he doesn't have, you know, a live at bat against someone else not in a purple and gold jersey. Do I think? Do I think that um, he will get an at bat this year? Jay Johnson has said he will. Now. I'm like you, and I, and, and I know you and I have discussed this ad nauseum. I think opening weekend, Tommy Tanks dives into first, pops his shoulder out. I think, oh, it scares the bejesus out of Jay. I, I, I think that you look at that and you're like, Paul Skeens might be Mark McGuire with the bat. He's more valuable to us with his arm. I agree with that. I, I, I There's no way that I can disagree with that. There, 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 no there's way just that I can like – and two, and two, if I'm Paul, like my money at LSU and my money in professional baseball is with my right arm. I, I'm sure. Again, I, again I, I don't disagree with that. However, however, we're talking about in that bat. Like you can't, you can't go into a game. I, I don't want to make this like the, the Billy Napier saying scared money don't make money. But you can't play the game scared and think that he's going to get hurt because last night you had a pitcher have a line drive hit off his glove and it could have been a lot worse, right? Like, yeah. you know, like but, you're it, God for God, God willing, and I don't mean to bring up his name constantly. Kevin Sullivan's got a Sunday guy who's a lefty throwing ninety seven, and Matt he leads the country in homers. Yes, yes. However, like, I just look at is Florida deeper than LSU? Like, my thing is, is like that dude. staff is, the kid Waldrop, Matt, the kid, I mean, let me just say, let me just say this. I think the kid would be a Saturday, Friday night guy, okay, as a freshman because, Matt, he's a lefty. He's got a slurve. I mean, it's nasty. The fastball, the lowest that he's hitting on the fastball is at 97 right now, and he's not. The, the weekend start he's not the Friday Saturday night guy because Hayden Waldrop who quite honestly shoved it down LSU's butthole last year is yeah. dominating right now too like if LSU had a weekend series right now against Florida Matt they're losing two out of three because of what that staff looks like at Florida I'm just like I'm just telling you and I, I know that me and you talked about this all fair la- the other night like I, I, I watch this there the the guy Wheels on YouTube who who does all the edits for college baseball. Like mm-hmm. I go and, and dude, oh Blake, they lost a midweek game to to South Florida. Sounds cute, okay, whatever. But at the end of the day, during the weekend, they're absolutely shoving right now. They're the most impressive team, maybe to me, in the SEC based off of what we've seen. I don't think they have the most talent because they don't. That's LSU. But I think you get what I'm saying here. Like they're showing it right now. My my only question is, does LSU need Paul Skeens to hit? Matt, when you have three hits through nine innings, yes. You, but but but, least, but do they but do they, but do they really like? If you look on the bench, Matt, they struck out sixteen times. I, I know they struck out sixteen times, but do they need him to hit when he doesn't? He doesn't have a collegiate at bat at LSU yet, and you're talking about the guy at Florida. Does Florida Matt, need that dude to do both? Matt, I got one last rebuttal, and then I kind of want to get to two more things before I get you out of here. The only thing I'm going to say in, uh, uh, to end this argument, neither did Todd Peterson. Okay. All right. This is 
<laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll okay, okay. Okay. First off, first off, can you so, know so, that so I'm just what, making... what you're saying? What you're saying is what you're saying is what you're saying is is that Todd Peterson in one moment of running into a fastball and hitting it out is better than Paul Skeens, who has a legit track record of being a good hitter. That's what you're saying. Well, if you're gonna let if you're gonna let uh, uh, Todd Peterson hit, my guy, somebody that hit 300, <laughs> let him swing the stick. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm trying so hard not to absolutely laugh my ass off. It's yeah. getting really difficult. So can we move? Yeah. I mean, Todd, Todd, in your mind, in your mind, Todd Peterson greater than. Did you not Paul know that Kings. Todd Peterson hits nukes? Yeah, I'm. I'm very well aware. Very well aware. Is that no, not the best post-game baseball interview of Paul Maneri's career? It's great. It's great. What's even better is the math equation that you just wrote that said Todd Peterson greater than Paul Skeens. At the plate the right now in the LSU career, he is. Okay. All right. I didn't say that, though. You what said I was it. Saying, what, no, said I didn't say that. It. What I said was – what, what I said was – is that if Todd Peterson could get a double off the wall, Paul Skeens can send that thing yaya. I mean, hold on, my dude's hold, on, gotta... hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I see your elliptical in the background. Todd Peterson. That's my boy movie, says Blaze. Oh, my God. Don't do – you know I'm going to clip this and say that you said it, right? I don't like what's coming. That's what she said. This is this is what you said. That's what you said. That's that's what you said. That's not what I said. That's what you said. That's not what I said. That's what you said. That's not what I said. Okay. Matt, before I get you out of here, okay. I've kept you way too long, but I can't I can't stop talking to you about this. All right. Texas being 0-4 in against the SEC this season. How big of a problem is that for them coming into the league next year? None. Like, it's it's funny for social media, and it's funny for us to, like, you know, sit there. But You don't it, have it, any – if you're a Texas fan, you have no worry with them going 0-4 no. against the SEC? No. No. Because Texas already recruits really well. They're going to recruit even better when they're in the SEC. Because you have to, you have to think about, like – You're talking that, about just strictly baseball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about strictly baseball. Like, okay. The, the SEC is already the deepest. It's it's way deeper. It's it's the best and deepest baseball conference right now in the country. Agreed. It Agreed. is a it is a more talented and deeper conference than it is in football, top to bottom, without a doubt. I I also agree with that. Without a doubt. So like you you think about the teams in baseball like your lower tier teams in the sec uh what kentucky um trying to think right now like missouri may i'm 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 like missouri's good but i'm saying in the hierarchy like historically like i'm talking about like in the in the hierarchy of things um as of late like south carolina has been a little bit down but they're you know halfway decent they always can come back and sell sec you're gonna get eyeballs when we go to Vanderbilt, when we go to Florida, when we go to LSU, we go to A&M. And so, like, that is such a draw for everybody, you know? Like, in Texas, like, the state of Texas is a top three baseball state when it comes to recruiting. 
Like Chase Shores, that's that's coming out of Texas every single year. Right. You he's put, not he's not unique from what's coming no, out of Texas. Right? No, and, and he's from like Midland, like a really small town in Texas. Not small, but like average size town in Texas. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are coming out every single year. Six five, six six righties, fastball up to ninety eight, like really good bats, unbelievable speed. That's every year. And so now you throw an SEC logo, you throw money, you throw TV money at it. Screw the Longhorn Network. Oh, I'm going to be on the Longhorn Network. Awesome. You throw the SEC money at it. Now with NIL, the Texas is going to be fine. Texas is going to be fine. The only thing that would the only thing that worries me for them, Matt, is they couldn't even ink out a win. Like it. If you're one, if you're one in three, right? Like, okay, you got to win. You had a bad, you had a bad start of the opening season, but I mean, look, there's. St- but I agree with you on this. Like, if LeBaron Johnson has another year, I'm, I'm telling Jay, like, hey, dude, like, I know it's Texas, but let's throw some nil money at him. You know, like, I, I'm legitimately doing that. We'll see. All right, last thing, I've kept you way too long. No, I'm good to go, man. I'm ready to rock. Bonnet sent the um, dates today for um, spring practice for football. I know that we're in the midst of baseball season, but anything that you're looking – so next week we'll be there. Anything that you're looking – like where does Matt Trent go first? I ask everybody this when we talk football. Like when you when those gates open for practice, where are you going to first? Like position groups you're talking about? Well, just anything. Well, I mean, when we go in there, it'll be positional drills. So, yeah, like where does – I mean, think about like not having to do your WBRZ duties. Like if if you just had to go to one position group to get first, like you want to instantly see where is Matt Trent going? That's a good question because right off the top of my head, I thought secondary. Like that, that was just right off the top of my head because. But then when you started thinking about it, you said what? Well, then when I got thinking about it, I just started thinking about players. Like, I want to see how Mason Smith looks. Like, I want to see if he's if ready he's to. Even, if he's even out there. If he, yeah, if he's even doing anything. Um, obviously going to go to the quarterbacks because there's, there's a quarterback battle. I don't know if you heard. It's, 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 it's a battle now. Let's. Let's, not even, let's just forget about 2022. In 2023, there's going to be another – it's another quarterback competition. I don't know what if you're I've aware. Said, what I've said is this. I'm more leaning to the season looking like what it did against Purdue than I am an outright starter. If you want to consider, still consider that a battle, then fine for you. But <laughs> – it's you're, you're so angry. You're, you're, you're literally so... like I went. I went and asked for forgiveness today from my priest. You're making me have to go back tomorrow. In my you're mid- so my angry. Mid- you're so angry. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You're so angry. <laughs> it's it's a two quarterback system. Well, well, okay. So if we want to go there, I, I will. I will say this. I think that maybe I got lost in translation when I said this last year about Jay needing to be the starter. Garrett wasn't ready. He threw two picks against Southern. Like, shut up. Okay. However, 
I do think, Matt, that – and I said this after George. I said it after Purdue. Brian Kelly and Joe Sloan has gotten him better. He, he, is, be, he, he is developing in front of our eyes. Blake. Okay, Matt, so here's, my, here's the thing that I throw in here. Did you know – and I pulled this – so this was supposed to be for this weekend, but it's on the back of my notes, so I'll give it, I'll give it here tonight. Did you know that since Kirby Smart has taken over at Georgia – and for four years, the last four years at Alabama when he was a defensive coordinator, no quarterback has thrown for 300 yards and a half ever. Ever. He is the first quarterback to throw for 300 yards and a half in the last 10 seasons against Kirby Smart. So when I when I put that together, I see a kid throw what he, do what he did against Arkansas, and I see a kid who did what he did against Georgia and Purdue and say – He's gone from one extreme to another, okay? With that being said, Brian Kelly said that Jaden's his starter. He wouldn't have brought him back. He would have told him to hit the draft if he wasn't. But I still lean to Brian Kelly does have a history of going two series, one series, two series, one series. And, Matt, if you're going to dominate an offense or, or dominate offensively the way that they did in those last two games, buddy, sign me up. So, name, a, name a team – let me throw it like let me last point. LSU's offense showed exposed Georgia and why Georgia almost lost to Ohio State. They exposed them. They just didn't have enough defensive personnel to get there. Like he holds the ball too long. Holds the ball too long. Matt Trent from WBRC <laughs> was our guest. I love, I love. No, in like all honesty, does that does that drive you nuts? Does it drive me nuts? Yes. Stupid people. Yes. No, I don't. Doesn't drive me nuts. I'm not stupid. I I I was out at every. I was out at every spring practice. I was out at uh, you know ninety percent of the games, availabilities and all that stuff. What my eyes got to get saw, a little better there. I will admit that, and I, he's admitted that. What my time. eyes saw, but Blake, like, what's L, what's LSU's record with Garrett Nussmeyer as a starting oh, quarterback? Oh and oh, he's never started a game. No, no, I said like, what would it have been if he started last year? Seven and five. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think I th- I don't I, I don't know. Like I don't know if you beat Ole Miss, okay? Because you don't beat Alabama. I don't. I don't think you beat Alabama. Um, even though that offensive line, you know, some people around our media core, Matt, which is so unfortunate, is they throw them underneath the the offensive line underneath the bus. Well, buddy, you need to go back and watch that Alabama game because Will Anderson got his cheeks clapped. This guy's about to be a top three pick, and with all due respect. Emory Jones ate his fucking lunch. A number, a, a guy that probably should be the overall pick in this draft had his lunch eaten by a true freshman from, by the way, Marcus Freeman, inner city Baton Rouge. What a, I, I saw, I saw that clip. The other I, day. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. He's trying to, he's trying to throw. I, I don't get it. All what right. Are, what, are, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? This is his quote. And then I got to go. We got to go. I'm getting texts from Believe, like, hey, it, this is great content, but shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> he said, Coach, this is Brian. This is Marcus Freeman talking about Brian Kelly. He goes, Coach Kelly, you wouldn't have even talked to some of these kids a couple of years ago. These kids come from the inner city. Meanwhile, before Marcus Freeman got there, here's where some of the recruits came from. You ready? <laughs> Let me start off here. Compton, California. Mm. Mm. Mother Effers are from Compton. Their mm. names are Ice Cube. Mm -hmm. Jackson, Mississippi. Mm. Here's a good one. Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Mm. Here's another one that hits close to home. Mm. Logan Diggs, New Orleans. Mm. Mm. Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. Mm. Four times. Mm. Ferguson, Missouri, and St. Louis, Missouri. Four times. Mm. Not a lot of one stoplight towns on there on that list. Not at all. <laughs> Spare me. Oh Spare. man! All right. Do you have anything you can, you can promote? Technically, I know that you have some things going on, but can you promote those things on our show? I mean, I can. I mean, I, don't I, I didn't know if you want. The, the reason I asked that, do you, I didn't know if you if you could. I mean, I can, but I don't want to do it because obviously I'm on your. I don't want to promote. No, do, I, I'm excited for no, you. I don't want, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. that. That would be rude. That would be rude to promote because it's. I'm telling it's a, you to do it. Huh? What do you What do you got in that cup? Uh, unsweet tea. By the way, I've mm -hmm. gone ketovore. I'm not joking with this. I'm not joking with this. I've gone ketovore. I've literally this month. Uh, well, not this month. So I started February first. I've lost 17 pounds. Good for you. You're doing keto diet. Uh, keto. So basically, basically I'm doing like a third greens, just greens. Mm. Okay. Mm. And the rest I'm doing all meats, like lean meats. Like I, I had deer, the, I had venison the other night. I had backstrap. Then mm. I'm doing, like today I went to, uh hannah q's and got uh a, a whole chicken you mm. know just a whole chicken yeah and then a little small cup of greens i'm down 17 pounds i've also stopped drinking so when you asked about that in the cup i've stopped drinking unsweet tea my unsweet you. tea is on the i don't on, i yeah it's on like, the ketovore diet i don't like uh i don't like tea i don't like sweet tea that's kind of strange. I don't, I don't. I, I don't either. Okay. I, I don't like unsweet tea. It tastes like dog shit, uh -huh. but it's like the only thing I can drink. And then I had like this a little electric light, electrolyte thing that they gave me that I could, that I could take. Um, but I had a doctor buddy of mine. Okay. Challenged me to do this diet. And he said, if I didn't lose more than 15 pounds in the, in, in one month that he would refund me the things that I had to buy for it. This is 17 pounds in how many weeks? Oh, uh, four. A month. Okay. That's not yeah, bad, dude. No, it's not bad. And I've been walking, like, like working out. I mean, I gained a lot of weight since the kids. I mean, I can't do two shows, go to work, have a family. And, and really, the, Matt? What's your, what's your bra size now? Um, I think I'm in a, a double A. <laughs> I will never. Also, another side note, a great story, is is what didn't one of didn't one of like the trolls on Twitter or like in the comments section? Oh yeah, said I had per <laughs> pepperoni sized titty nipples. 
But did but did did that same dude or someone else call you like a a no a no nipple having <laughs> uh, a no nipple having ass bitch? My, and then right after that, he said, "My if I did have nipples though, they would be the size of pepperonis." And he's not talking about the pepperonis you put on pizza. He's talking about the Greek salami pepperonis. <laughs> Uh, so here's a here's a good one. You ready? Some of the some of the DMs I've gotten from other fan bases. Um, I had an Alabama fan tell me um, that I, I, uh, that and it's all titty jokes, by the way. Uh, that I should like I should pick up my titties and start sucking on them because it seems like I'm mal that I feel like I'm malnourished, so I should get some breast milk out of it. One guy told me that I had the flattest ass that Kyrie Irving would be would be would would love it. Uh, one guy told me that I make Kim Kardashian proud, but when she realized that my tummy was not the size, like was not my ass, like how hers is, that she would be then disappointed. Um, like, so this morning, as an example, like I went off on Notre Dame. So during the break, I checked my DMs. Like I, I'll send a screenshot out of this. I had 42 DMs during the break. <laughs> 42 DMs during the break. People don't see that kind of stuff. Like oh. in this side of the business, they don't see that, you know, like we got 15,000 or whatever people that follow us on Twitter. another like yeah. 20,000 on Facebook. Like they don't see the DMs. Yeah. Like I don't like, dude, I've legitimately, legitimately have turned off notifications for all social media on my phone. I yeah. started that in February too. So if there's news, okay. And I get a text, and I've told you this. Like I've called, like I've called you about stuff like this before. Then I'll tweet it and put it out. But it, but like having this out and having notifications, I don't do it anymore. I don't even read those. Like some yeah. of them, like okay, that's pretty funny. And, if, and then I'll send them something like, hey, dude, that's pretty funny. Okay, forty. I'll check it right now. Hold on. It. Here, I have. Like, met, I legitimately since so we do the Rafino and Joe show. Okay. So we put out we put out this video about Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman on there, and it's me and Joe arguing. Um, I have fifty six DMs at the at this current moment, unread DMs. What what I don't like? Look, the internet is a wild place, and people are going to say you know whatever. And, mo and most of the time, like honestly, those if those accounts, if you really did you know like a a, a spam search or whatever, ninety percent of those accounts are like kids seventeen and under, more than likely. More than likely, or just, or just really, they're like some people that are in LSU's fan base who are trolling and just saying what they want to get off their chest about me. But, but my my thing too is like I it, it doesn't bother me, you know, what you say because I'm like you, I've gotten wild DMs, you know, whatever. But my my thing is, is I just picture someone sending that tweet like, yeah, this will really get him. I'm like, I'm gonna tell him he has no nipples. Got his ass. The only, thing, the only thing that gets me, the only thing, is we had the guy on Twitter, not you, okay? You're, what you said on Twitter to get yourself banned was a joke. They didn't take it like that. It, still banned, by the way. Still banned. Still banned. Super banned. What you just need to do is just delete your entire, like, keynote footprint. And Now, what is that now? So you said, like, your keynote footprint is in North Carolina. So, like... When something like when you tweet me and like accidentally, if your locations are on on Twitter, it goes uh -huh. back to North Carolina. They they banned your IP address. 
that Elon tweeted all this out. Hmm, must have missed that. Yeah. So any 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 either way, like uh, about a month ago, I had somebody like start making fun of my son. Now hmm. there's one thing you like. Yeah, you, you know, don't do, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, you don't fuck with that, bud. You you, you don't like, do that. I, I told him to. Fo- I, I I followed the guy and told him. Hey, buddy, I just sent you a DM. I, pin, I sent you a pin location. It's a wild thing, man. You know, well, I, that's, well, that's what the, I love. Matt, he, these people that are listening to this and listening to it on radio and, and listening to it on the podcast after the show's over, they do not know what your boy does for a living. Okay? One day, these people will know what your boy does for a living. Like, let me just tell you this. One of those DMs, I wanted to freak a kid out. I kind of, you know, whatever. And... um legitimately sent him i was like are you at such and such address or have you ever lived there don't play with me i just did a quick google search you know and i'm just like and it had you know how people's addresses come up if you do a quick google search on them i was like dude i'm about to get this guy i just love i just love to how quickly people like backtrack and and just not not even on the internet but just when i see people in person you know, which is very rare. People that actually troll me or any, you know, anybody on Twitter or social media will come up to me in person with that same energy. Never happens. Never happens. And the people that do, it's always like, oh, you know, just like, oh, love, love your stuff, man. Like you're, you're awesome, man. Love you. Like, no, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, just to give a side note, LSU is up 24-14 over Missouri. They've come out six of eight from three. So maybe they get their second conference now. And we're sitting here talking and not even watching. Nope. Right. You know what I got? You know what I got on the TV right now? I got a American you know, Idol. You know what I got? I got a I got a That's Magic Mike preview on Netflix might go turn on and see some uh, Channing Tatum abs after I'm done with this, get some inspo is your future or is your girlfriend, let me, is your future, you know, whatever, is she around? She, she is, uh, she's in the, um, she's, I don't know what she's doing. She's probably just a little, she'll never see this, but, uh, going to be a, going to be a, going to be a, how should I say this? A very special day tomorrow. Special day if you get my drift. Special day. Okay. Special, special, special day. Yeah, yeah. Is this something that like you're posting on social media? No, I'm not gonna do that. No, I don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like we, we, she's, and that's why I love her. It's like she's the same way. She's not gonna be like, um, this, this is what I hate too. Side note, side note. People that like make those types of moments about their career. Like when I see sports TV people, they like get engaged and they're like, just locked down a five-star prospect out of the portal to a long-term deal. Like that hurts to watch. Okay. Okay. I want to be petty so bad, but okay. I, but I'm not going to do it, but I'm with you. Like when you log on, you're looking for love while working. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, plumbers, like a plumber gets engaged, like cleaned her pipes once and got a referral. (laughs) (laughs) Like locked her up for another job. Like, oh, my God. We're out of here. 
We're out of here. Matt, <laughs> by the way, you know it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Is it? So it's going to be a really special day for the both of us. Would it, would, uh, what, what, what are, you doing? are you doing anything special? Yeah, we're going out on Saturday. Where are you going? Text her. If y'all look, if y'all want to come, y'all can come. Y'all can come have dinner with us. I'm 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 working. Unfortunately, I gotta I gotta be covering the just electric uh, LSU baseball series with Butler and Central Connecticut State coming to town. Which, by the way, Central Connecticut State had has not played a game yet this year. Not played a game yet. Oh, they've not. God. They've not. They've not played. They've not played a game yet, and their introduction to the 2023 season is going to be Paul Skeens, <laughs> 99 mile an hour. No, 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 no. Butler's got Butler's got Skeens. That's right. That's right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, Butler's on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy. No, they got, they got a 270 pound lefty tank. Which, by the way, he can't get rocked around again. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if I'm Central Connecticut State that everybody in my conference tops out at like 80 poo. And then I come in and see like Christian Littles cutter, Riley Cooper dotting up 91. Hell, Paul Skeens, you know, whatever. If I'm Butler, dude, I'm quitting. Bro, I'm retiring on the spot, if that's me. On the spot. All right, Matt. We're out of here. Thank you, buddy. Peace. All right, guys. We're out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.